0: This is Adventist World Radio Ghana, Voice of Hope.
1: Hope.
2: Hello, our dear friend. Welcome once again to your program, The Heart of the Church. We thank God so much that we can have this opportunity daily to go through this devotion with you. My name is Emmanuel Lai. I'm here once again with our friends who will be helping us to go into the study. They are
0: Gloria Osei Bafo,
2: then Frank Opoku Bohen. Thank you so much our friends for coming. We appreciate your coming to help us every day. We will be looking at dealing with difficulties honestly and carefully. That is still looking at trying to interpret scripture understand what scripture has for us let's pray with auntie gloria before we begin
0: father divine we thank you again for your gifts the gift of your word we ask that even as we go into how to deal with difficult passages father as the caption denotes grant us the spirit of honesty to be able to approach your word carefully in jesus name amen
2: amen there are a number of texts i want us to look at but maybe we will just pick one of them and take a look from First Timothy chapter four, verse sixteen. Uh, if you have it, you can read it first. Let's hear the word
0: of God. Take heed to yourself and to the doctrine. Continue in them, for in doing this you will save both yourself and those who hear you. Amen.
2: Amen. So this is a direct response on how we deal with difficulties. And uh, that is honestly and carefully. Frank, how, uh, from the text, how are we supposed to deal with with such such difficult, apparently difficult uh,
3: text in the Bible? Okay. When you are reading or studying the scripture, the focus is understanding. But if you come across things that are presumed to be difficult, we need to have this kind of honesty and carefulness. If you are not careful, you might rush and impute a meaning into it. In another sense, you have to be objective. Otherwise, you might also, because it is difficult for you, you might be biased as to how to get the right meaning. For instance, you are, you are finding difficulty in getting it. So anything, any little thing that you see, because you are not honest and you are in a haste to get it, you may attribute whatever meaning that comes to mind to it. And so in Proverbs, we are told that, Proverbs chapters, um, 2, verse 7, the Bible says, he lays up and sound wisdom for the righteous. So before we'll be able to get all these perceived difficulties cleared, we need to deal honestly with the scripture itself and with ourselves otherwise if you are not careful these things will lead us to get wrong conclusions from the scripture. You
2: know it reminds me when we first started about the story of the woman who was reading scripture she decided that "I I have sent enough let me read scripture and the first she opens it talks about another woman in adultery. So she didn't know what to do. Is the Bible commanding her to do adultery? So she said, Let me open another place. And it says, um, Go ye and do likewise. So she wanted to give her, let me give a last try, open another place, and said, Have I not commanded you? Mm -hmm. And then she gave up. Reading out of context. How do we approach the Bible, Gloria, if we are to uh, come across some of these texts, which seemingly may be difficult, but we still need to read and understand?
0: Yeah. So pointing us to the honesty. If you are not honest enough, you wouldn't even admit that, seriously, you have difficulty understanding it. Mm-hmm. And when you are not that honest to accept that you don't understand it, that is when you force your own interpretation into it. And sometimes we even want to force others to accept it. And that has been the problem, the danger with, sorry to say, sometimes religious leaders. The the thing that whatever we find in the scripture we ourselves, we do not understand. Instead of being honest enough, like a teacher, your student approaches you with a question that you know you do not understand. But to be honest enough to admit that this one, I would need to go and find out. You would want to, out of pride, show that you know. You end up giving them wrong answers, wrong information
2: you are bringing out very serious (laughs) truths please continue
0: (laughs) well it takes an honest teacher and a very good one to do that to be able to admit i do not know this but I would find out and then come. And that's when you are honest. That you do not know. That is when you have that spirit in you to find out, to get, to understand. And we have the same thing with Daniel and all that. You would have the vision, and you would say, "I don't understand it. I need to understand it." But if you force your own meaning, then there wouldn't be any agency to find the 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 meaning to it. Then you might have had interpretations that that's not conform to the word of God. Then we come to the Carefulness, the careful aspects. Actually, if there is the need that you have really honestly admitted that you do not understand it, then you must seek the interpretation carefully. And then back to honesty. We are told that honesty even safeguards us, such that we do it evades that any difficulty that would try to uh, evade our understanding. And then obscure our understanding so that we'll free our minds to be able to rather accept the truth. Else, we wouldn't be safeguarded against errors. I hope you get it. Yes. And then it restrains us from giving superficial answers. The answers that suit us. Again, it presents information out. If we are not honest enough, we will present information that is out of context and distort the truth that God wants us to know in his word.
2: So sorry, our time is already up, it was becoming an interesting study where we are learning that even as a lecturer, you have to admit, if you don't know, and then you find out. But I think we'll go more into the study as the weeks go ahead. We'll come your way again tomorrow, we'll be dealing with difficulties humbly and we hope this impacts you as well. So have a nice time our wonderful friend and stay blessed.
4: Hello, my dear listener. You are welcome to Adventist World Radio Ghana. You are welcome to the segment Youth Corner, and here we discuss interesting topics. This marks the last session of uh, topic, Choosing a Profession as a Youth. And I'm Eugene Kobnata your moderator for today, and I'm here with my resource panelists. They are in the presence of
5: Jemima, open Opanefree. Sorry,
4: wrong. Okay, so. This is our last section for choosing a profession. And we've learnt a lot in our previous meetings. Um, a lot of people out there have learnt what a profession is and all that. Now, we want to start by asking what areas so or where, What sources can we get counselling in terms of the profession you want to choose? You understand? We have, which sources do you, can? what do you think about that? If somebody wants to choose an area, he he or she wants to go into are there any sources out there the person can actually explore to know the path he really needs to what what i mean by that is counseling
5: um for me i'd say that your first first source or the immediate source would be your family sometimes the people that are close to you they really see what you are good at or the best things you are in. So seek counsel from from them. That is if some of them don't have a preconceived idea of what they expect from you. But then, especially when you reach the teenage level, you really don't know. And in our system, before you go to SS, you should definitely pick An area where you wish to specialize in in the future. So at the age of 13, this thing comes at your labs. So you really have to seek counsel from your parents, from your siblings. That may be in the house. What are the things you see me really good at? what do you think i'll be good in or you know because you live with people they live with you and everybody's personality just starts coming up as they grow so your family members close people are very important they are good source to really identify bits of things that you're good at so that you'll be able to explore those areas also your church people so from the uh family, you go to the community in the community, the church, you might be good in certain things that church members have really noticed. And then sometimes too, you are not aware of exactly what it is but you have interest you have this feeling of you know you are good at maybe helping in this way or that way but specifically you don't know then you can resort to the internet that maybe if you you are good in doing this what are some of the areas that can fall under this traits or attitudes and then it will give you ideas to the careers or the the really academic programs that you can do under the, your interests. So I think those are some of the sources. Okay. I
4: don't know if some uh, of them your have. Your point comments. is very insightful. So it means your family is, let's say, a primary source for knowing your counseling. I'll go to Kuma
6: to add up to that. Um. Well, there are a lot of career guidance and counseling programs. Um. I think I was when I was back in JHS, there was a session on Fridays for career guidance and counseling. I think it helped us. I think if it's upheld or continued it will help us in determining which career path to follow the counselors are there that's one other option and um, i think mentors people you already see in a position you see yourself mm. right if you go to them you ask maybe their internships what did you do subject combinations as we have in our setting do you understand so you, you approach them you ask and then if you don't think you have strength in that area then you quickly realign so as not to be burdened in the future, going into first year, second year, third, year, you be like, no, I don't like this. Do you understand? Good. So identify your mentors and then the guidance and career uh, counseling members. Yes. So you know, I last time we spoke about actually
4: um, showing your fulfillment, actually the fulfillment you have in that. So uh, what mentality? You know, everybody has a mentality, by So what mentality? What is the right mentality you need to enter into an area of profession? You understand what was the right mentality you need to enter should you enter into an area of prison because of money or the fame what is that was it do you understand i'm asking that because of the fact that you you are talking about the fact you have to realign if you realize that but a lot of people you have to realign if you realize that that is not the path you need to go you, you want to go that is not the path you want to go, okay? Yes, yeah, so what mentality, what's the right mentality you need to enter into a profession? I'll, I'll go to Israel before I come to you.
1: Alright, so when do you want to um, set up your own um, profession by yourself, the first thing you have to look at is that the profession that you wish to do, or is it right for you to do that? Because we have a lot of profession in this world. Some impact negatively and some impact positively. Okay. so therefore you as individual have to know it yourself through going to counseling with people not uh, only the specialized one sometimes people with the experience there are some people um, they, they have the experience after them going through some uh, works and other seminars so they can also advise you for you to do the right thing
4: okay that is good so um I like to ask this important uh, this is very interesting no Parents affect us whether you like it or not. Okay. What are the roles of parents in determining our profession? Okay. I'll start with Jemima.
5: Our parents have, I think, even more than 50% role in in determining our profession. Because they're the ones who give us life. They're the ones who really know us. They saw us when we were growing up. So a mother knows who the son is. She knows that the son is a quiet boy. The son loves maybe jollof, rice, baunku. The son loves, the son is loud, the son is there. So Our parents knows us so much that uh, I think they should know that their role is to really usher us into good profession in the future. You, They are there, we are gifts to them, of course. So they are also here to guide us, to take the right path. So, as a parent, when you are taking care of your child, you're supposed to then identify their weaknesses and their strengths. Not necessarily your preconceived idea of what I want my son to be. My son has to be an engineer because I am also an engineer. My son has to be a doctor because I'm also a doctor. My son has to be the mechanic because I'm also a mechanic. Mm -hmm. You can condition your son to be that, fair enough. But then you should also really identify... What exactly your son likes, as your son is growing or your daughter is growing, so that if it's in line with what you want, you can then groom or shape them in a nice way, so that they will identify who they are and what they are doing. So I think our parents really play a major role. They should really help us strengthen our strengths, okay. and not rather pick our weaknesses and rather force that on our neck. Yeah.
6: Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So Kuma, you come in. Yeah. Um. Talking for parents too, I think it's a big decision to them and a big deal because in essence, if you pick a career path and it doesn't go well, it's them you fall back to. Mm. So I, I also think it, it is, they feel it is, I don't know how to say it, it's, it's on them to tell you where to go to get the assurance mm. because nobody wants to be a burden mm-hmm. on the family do you understand Uh, yeah so with the parents they have a big deal mama gave them 50 percent. i'll give them like 70 because you are mostly with them until you leave for secondary education that's when remodeling comes and then the parents do not know everything that goes on when you are there do, do you get yeah, it? But I think our minds have been conditioned to <laughs> note that,
4: okay, I want my, my child to be this, as said. I want my child to be an engineer, I want my child to be a medical doctor, etc. Okay, so Israel, the role of parents in choosing a profession?
1: Okay, the role of our parents in us uh, choosing our profession is that, you see, the, since we are given to our parents, they are to keep an open eye to everything that we are doing. So for instance, if I prefer, sometimes I prefer to choose a course, they have an option to advise me way, way uh, to other, to also open my eyes in something. Because sometimes, because since we don't have a lot of experience, you may try to do things on your own, but it's not better. So the role of them is also keep an open eye to see everything that we are doing, if it's good. But it shouldn't be a thing of them forcing or impeaching something on us that by force do this or do that. They must understand our will. But they, they are to supervise that our will is good. And also they are to also advise us and help us uh, like communicate with us because we have some families uh, uh, our parents don't easily talk to us to share all these things for us to also share our problems to them. So if the parents always with the, uh, the children they can share their views that dad or mom I wish to, to, do, to do this course or I wish to do that so they must. We must be friends with our uh, our yes. mummies and daddies yes. also. Nice.
4: Okay. So what do you do as a youth if your parents is very authoritative, and let me say they are very autocratic. They they want you to do what they say, and it's what they are saying to is contradictory to what you want.
5: Um. So first, you you are under their umbrella. Sometimes you don't have a choice. You just have to do that. To do that. Yes, because you are their child, mm-hmm. and they are paying for your school fees unless you have another another source, income. income, yes. So if you are unlucky to have such a parent, then you really have to go by it because that's what you have. But then I would also encourage the youth that, for example, my mentor wanted to be a nurse, but her mother told her that she has to be a... My mentor wanted to be a teacher, sorry, but her mother told her that she had to be a nurse. So she went to nursing, Now she's a next lecturer. She's like, I loved to teach. Oh, is, I had to please nice. my mom, yeah, is, but nice. then I had to also make sure to merge it's it nice. with my is, my mind. So nice. now she's very happy. She can teach for like 10 hours standing. Mm-hmm. She's like, because this is what I love to do. And my mother too is happy that with is me. Crazy. So sometimes they are paying their tuition. That let yeah. them pay. Figure a way out to merge what you've done with your passion. Okay. So that in the long run everybody's happy in the house. Okay, <laughs> that's that is good. So, friend, if you're not joining us, we are
4: in our last of choosing a profession as a youth and Jemima has given a very wonderful impute that if you are choosing a profession and even it's contradictory to that of your parents, you should, you can actually measure with what you want to do, you understand? So, I'll go back to my panelists and from where Jemima um, left off, I'll come to Kuma. Kuma, if you are a youth, okay, and you want to choose a profession, any path you want to go, you need money. Are there any
6: financial aids out there you can explore? Oh, yes. There are Quite a few, but they are available. I think scholarship schemes, there are certain scholarship schemes tailored to maybe the occupation of parents, maybe the the status or something, right? I know of a scholarship um, where I just graduated, KNUST, for brilliant but needy students, right? So what I would encourage the youth to do is anywhere you find yourself or anywhere you want to see yourself, try to excel because you don't know what is ahead of you. With the scholarship it's for brilliant but needy right so you can't tell me you have a passion for medicine you don't study then you want someone to pay for you your parents want you to do if your parents are like mine if you don't pass you are going to be a mechanic so you can't get such income the access to that income do you, do you get me okay. yeah and with the scholarship too there are other avenues that you can get them from maybe people who are ready to sponsor people to go through their, their career path probably predecessors or mentors, you have to speak to them. You see, the, the elderlies or the old ones are our friends. We should go to them for counsel each and every time. We can. If they can help you, fine. But don't go and say, come and pay my school fees. I need people. No. You suggest what you you have in mind to them. And then they see the way forward. And also, if it doesn't work, I think you can also start up something. <laughs> okay. All right. So, I'll go to Israel
4: on that too. Or do you, do you have any financial issues you think you can explain?
1: Okay, so you're getting a sponsorship for you to fulfill your professionalism. It sometimes um, depends on you, the person, and also depends on the financial um, status of the family. So, for instance, the family is not having money. Sometimes you have to also find your own work. as asked uh, about that. Uh, just said that. You have to find your own work sometimes. Work so that I can survive and save something small so that you can continue with education.
4: Okay. All right, so... I'll go to our last question because time permits us to this uh we are wrapping up, okay. Alright, so our last question has to do with any profession you choose, okay. How um how does that actually glorify God? How can you use your profession to glorify God? I i st- I'll start with Jemima. How do you how do you, how do you use your profession to glorify God?
5: um the bible says whatever that you find your hands to do do it to glorify god or do it in the best way and god expects us to excel to be excellent in everything that we do so as a christian and a youth as a youth you have so much energy in you you are you have so many fresh ideas in your mind and um you have to be able to give in your best so that your whatever company or whatever industry you're you're working for they will see a difference between you and a non-christian so i'll say that as we are all going out there show that you have so much energy because as a young person you cannot go to the office place or to the workplace and be very timid and don't bring new ideas when now we have so many ideas around and you want to that's it's just not christian-like okay. because god expects so much from us okay. so whatever that we are doing whichever profession you are in just commit all that you have do your best to the glorification of god nice. and i think god will see all of us through right. it and be is, uh,
4: nice um israel this uh do you do you have something to say on that how do you
1: so, therefore, every profession that you find yourself to do, it must be a thing of um, saving life and transforming people. Okay. Because as a Christian you we are light barriers wherever we go. Okay. So, therefore, we have to set light everywhere we go. Not a light, normal light I'm talking about, but a Christian light for people to also watch you and, uh, like, transform to uh, the Christian family. Okay.
4: All right. So, as we end in our section, is there any other points you like to give us final word? Because there's no time. This all time will permit us. Is, is there anything? We are yeah. ending our, uh, we are ending our uh, topic on choosing your
6: profession, okay, as a youth. So. Um, as I said earlier on, the youth are supposed to go and find advice from anywhere possible, but not from your peers. They might be, 90% of the time, they are as curious as you are. So, I would advise you going to someone who is older, someone in a, a better profession, check your temperament, your personality. Your strength and weaknesses, and follow the path, and God will see you through. Okay, your last words. <laughs> okay, is my
1: last word I would like to say to you that when you look at um, the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, of the Bible, there is no commentary given that humans are to be lazy because our Lord Jesus Christ, who came to this earth, came to work to save our souls for us. So, therefore, as a human, when we read the book of Proverbs, it talks about the hands that do not work do not eat. You understand. So if you can, you just can't just sit there and be saying that uh, I'm praying to God to get something to eat or do something. No, we have to. We have to work. Yeah. We have to work and uh, do a lot of things.
4: Okay, Jimima I'll take your last, your
5: final words. Um, I also say that as a youth uh, person or as a young person, you should try and also dig deeper in your life. It's not only just identifying your temperament and your personality and other things but you should also identify the purpose that god created you on this earth to do in your identification of your purpose then it will guide you towards your path so please find your purpose in life and then let it guide you and of course you find it through god so seek uh for that answers from god and then when you really know what your purpose is your true purpose on this earth or in your life, then you'll be able to plan your profession around it to really increase the fulfillment in the long run.
4: Okay, so my dear panelists, I'd like to thank you so much for such wonderful contributions you've given. And we want to also thank our dear listener out there for taking time off to also listen to us on this interesting topic, like choosing your profession as a youth. It has been an amazing um, discussion and we promise you that the following time and subsequent times are going to bring you more interesting topics. Uh, stay tuned. Thanks so much and have a wonderful day.
0: We would like to hear from you. So call us on the number plus two three three five zero one five six one eight four nine. Plus two three three five zero one five. You can also email us at the address Adventist World Radio GH at gmail.com. Adventist World Radio GH at gmail.com. You can also write a letter to us using the postal address Adventist World Radio Ghana, Northern Ghana Union Mission of Adventists, PO Box KS 17564. Edum Kumase, Ghana, West Africa. For AWR Ghana, I am Bell. May God bless you.
1: A-W-R Ghana,
2: voice of hope. Voice of hope.